0: Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we look back on a fantastic Players' Championship where Justin Thomas triumphed to win his 14th PJ Tour title.
1: Hi guys, this is Ben Wiesberger and welcome to the Golf Monthly
0: Podcast. The Clubhouse is brought to you by Titleist, the number one ball in golf and the most played golf ball at last week's Players' Championship with 70% of the field putting one in play at TPC Sawgrass. For more information, head to Titleist.co.uk hello and welcome to the clubhouse my name is tom clark and as ever i'm joined by elliot heath how are you doing
1: elliot hey tom yep yeah, feeling very good a uh, very good weekend at tpc sawgrass yeah really enjoyed it how about you yeah similar I, again
0: what's loads of golf golf has really been helping me get through my weekends especially sunday evenings it's been uh really good and i've really enjoyed the last couple of weeks Weeks with Bryson and Lee Westwood and um, and Justin Thomas playing amazingly yesterday, of course. So really good, and we're only what two weeks away now, probably from golf. It's good, isn't it? We're yeah,
1: awesome. yeah, fantastic news for Welsh golfers that uh, well on Thursday that they're going to be playing on Friday. So very very short notice there for the, for the industry to get back up and running, but very happy for for Wales for that, and then Scotland as well playing four balls now. Uh, English golfers are going to be playing in two weeks today. So, um, yeah, Masters just around the corner as well. Really good times ahead.
0: Yeah, there's a lot happening and it's it's great. And the golf that we've been able to watch has been brilliant. I think it's been helped that we've had a, an Englishman doing so well um, in the form of Lee Westwood. Um, of course, going up head to head with Bryson DeChambeau two weeks in a row. And then, of course, someone else coming in and pipping them. Uh, yesterday in the form of Justin Thomas it was it was very exciting wasn't
1: it yeah I mean um, Westwood and Bryson is is like the the rivalry we didn't know we needed in in 2021 it's um, yeah yeah so good so um, contrasting but two absolutely brilliant competitors uh, who unfortunately couldn't quite get over the line because yeah it looked like it was just going to be those two going at it again didn't it And, and Thomas sort of came out of nowhere because I think he only just made the cut by like one or two strokes uh, shot a 64, I think, on, on Saturday and then played four holes and five under par around the turn on a Sunday at TPC Sawgrass, which usually gets the job done.
0: Absolutely. And as we said, Justin a shot a closing 68 to beat Lee Westwood by a single stroke at TPC Sawgrass. American now has 14 PJ Tour titles, becoming just the fourth golfer to reach that number before the age of 28 since 1960. The other three are Nicholas Miller and, of course, Tiger Woods. Uh, JT is now up to second in the world. Uh, he was very emotional after winning, having lost his grandfather around a month ago. And it was, it was very exciting. And, and as you said, he had that amazing burst kind of around the turn where suddenly he went five under in four holes. And suddenly, he, he was kind of there. He's at the top of the leaderboard. And it's sawgrass is so good for that, isn't it? We've seen that before, where people could suddenly go um, on big scoring bursts. It's got a lot of danger. Um, it's been really good to see the last two or three weeks where the courses, I think, have been excellent. And they've been set up really well. There's birdies out there, but there's also bogeys and and worst out there. And it was very exciting. The 17th hole on Thursday, how many balls (laughs) went in in the water? It was incredible, wasn't it?
1: I know. That green was like concrete. I can't believe it. Uh, What is it, 145 yards or something, and 35 of the world's best golfers missed the green into the water. So, um, yeah, if anybody slags that hole off, you just can't. It is an absolutely fantastic hole. That really clearly gets the nerves running for the for the best players in the world. And they said, as
0: you, as you said, they relayed that green. Um, they were talking about that on the commentary. And um, Casey, I think, was it in particular. He was saying how it was just so much harder than all the other other greens, literally harder. Um, so that they, they they couldn't get the ball to stop. So <laughs> I think people, I think we we were all a bit shocked to say, why are they all going at the flag at the back here? And they're all pitching about five yards short of the pin and it was all just going through the back wasn't it and out and into the water and we're saying why are they not just trying to lay up a bit shorter i know i know there's there's small margins here but they realized it's just they didn't realize it was so hard i think um and it was it was interesting to hear what was going on there um it was very exciting wasn't it poor old who had the who had the 11 ben Ann.
1: yeah uh then he birdied it the next day (laughs) there were so many players as well that hit it like right on the edge and what, one or two more rolls that would have gone in, but um, I love it. I mean, you don't see the, the world's best skiers go down like the beginner slopes, do you? It's got to be tough, and I think they set it up perfectly. It was, um, yeah, it was testing. It was entertaining. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit too difficult with that Sunday pin because basically nobody went for it on Sunday when, um, in the past, you've seen it. I remember Fowler stuck it to four or five foot three times in a row, didn't he? But um all the other pins i thought were fantastic
0: yeah i think that i think you're right that that pin on sunday i think they were all so wary about the green being so hard that they just didn't go for it i mean westwood he was trying i think hit it to the fat of the green hoping that he'd get he'd hit the slope and just didn't quite get there did he but um it's yeah i think hopefully that pin will be a bit more accessible when when the greens actually bedded in maybe next year or the year after but um oh it's it's nerve-wracking isn't it Look at watching them play that and um it was, it was very exciting i mean I've, I'm, abs- I'm i'm gonna say it now i'm I was absolutely gutted for lee westwood because i thought he played very well i know he didn't have his best game on the sunday but you've got to remember he's 48 in a month you know he's suddenly back in the world's top 20 he's playing so well and if he'd managed to win that i know he it would have been his biggest win of his career It would have meant that he'd be playing golf on the PJ tour into his 50s 53 54 because he would have got a five-year exemption it would have been such a big win for him so I, I, I was gutted for him that he didn't manage to get over the line and you know he beat bryson by a shot this week but actually didn't win the t- win the title yeah, Whereas last week he he lost uh, to Bryson by a shot and, and lost a title of course to him so I, I, I thought Westwood was absolutely brilliant and um, yeah he was just he was just fantastic to see wasn't he
1: yeah during those first three days he was playing uh, sort of world number one caliber golf just finding fairways playing so smart he um, kept saying in his interviews that he knows where to hit it he knows where to miss it and he was almost um, just plotting it around he wasn't going for pins Uh, and he just seems so assured and and confident in himself that uh, yeah that that final round was a bit of a surprise to be honest I think the pressure got to him and and he kind of lost his swing but yeah I mean it's only the players championship isn't it hopefully hopefully he can uh, produce his best stuff at at Augusta next month or Royal St George's in July or, or one of the other majors this year yeah, I mean, Westwood was playing
0: brilliant. I, I think you're right. He didn't. He certainly was hit by nerves early on in that in that round. And obviously, what well, I mean, what happened on the fourth hole? Let's talk <laughs> about that. And the final round. Let's let's just go back a week where we're watching Bryson Shambo driving at 370 yards. You know, getting almost green high on a par five, and we're thinking like this guy's taken ball striking to another level. You know the standards that he's got are now incredible, and the distance and speed he's generating just, just incredible numbers. And then a week later, on the fourth hole, where he's shot shot back from the lead and the players, he tops a three wood. Let's face it, he tops three wood ninety yards into a pond. You know, I mean, where where's it? He's just, he's so exciting to watch. You don't know what's going to come next, do you, with Bryson? But I certainly think that then affected Westwood a bit because it was quite clear that Bryson was also suffering a bit with nerves. And I think that kind of then rubbed off a bit on, on Westwood, who then also went in the drink, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like, um, my dad don't like me saying this. It was like me and my dad playing. He he likes the top and then I like a massive banana slice. So, uh, yeah, it was very, very reminiscent of of what we see in, in the monthly medal. And I saw some hilarious tweets, and I'm sure you guys did. And Twitter was was just going wild. And this all happened directly after we watched brendan todd shank it on 17th onto the wrong island as well so yeah that was an (laughs) awesome bit of telly there
0: oh i I mean Brendan Todd. i know he didn't quite make the island but that would have been brilliant if he'd actually hit the little island where the tree is um i wonder if they could have got the boat over so he could have played it from there (laughs) i don't actually know what the ruling is but um yeah well i mean there was if you're saying that pros don't get nerves you know that's a load of rubbish, and also, you know, the crowds were back there, weren't there? There were some decent numbers of people watching them. That I think had an effect. It shows that's the kind of thing that we've been missing, hasn't it, um, over the last year? And more camera kind of said that when you when you won the uh, PGA Championship, you goes, "Oh well, I didn't have any crowds to deal with, so maybe a little less pressure." But there was p- proper pressure on them, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we know how good the the New York fans are. They are um, some of the rowdiest in the world, but the Florida fans are pretty good as well They're, there's clearly the alcohol was flowing quite nicely there and um yeah it definitely does add to pressure doesn't it I mean look at last year's majors without fans you saw the likes of Matt Wolf, Morikawa all go so well so inexperienced as well so I, I think they do make a massive difference you're right
0: yeah it, I thought it was, it was a fantastic event Um and there's lots of stuff that we, ne- we still need to talk about let's talk about You know, let's talk about Justin Thomas for a moment. Obviously, he won. He's up to second in the world again. He's had a weird year. Let's face it. He, um, he's had his, fortunately had his grandfather die. Um, he's very close friends with Tiger Woods who, and they were having a lot of, um, chats before Tiger had his accident. Um, he obviously also then got dropped by Ralph Lauren because of some of the comments that he got overheard saying, um. Whenever that was, that's not that long ago, a month or two ago. Um, He's had a weird, weird time. So I think, no wonder he was so emotional in the press conference afterwards.
1: Yeah, it was really nice for him to have his family there as well, who were obviously grieving with him. It's been a a really tough time for him, clearly. But to to bounce back like this is absolutely fantastic because it's essentially a major tournament he's won. He's won more money than he would win to win a major. He's got exemptions that he'd win from a major. So yeah, really good. Good to see him triumph when we hear how difficult it is to play good golf when things are difficult off the course. Uh, I mean, he said actually, I think this week, how um, his game has curtailed a little bit because of what's been going on off the course. So, yeah, it, it takes a lot of mental strength, I think, to put that to one side and focus on the round. Because he said as well, that was probably his best ever ball strike in round two to green. I think he hit all 17 of the first 17 greens and then, just about missed the last by about a foot. So, um, yeah, great to see him back to his best because it's been a while. Um, I think he last won uh, well over 18 months ago now.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, he's ball striking. He went out and won that tournament, let's face it. He he went out and did it. I mean, that tee shot on 18 with the draw, the draw that he hit, when he hit it, I was like, oh, he's put in the water. And then actually, he's like, oh, he's put it in the perfect place. Uh, I mean, he was very close to going into the water, but... It was right down there, and suddenly he's, he's only got a sandwich into the green, so you know he knows he's not gonna he's not gonna put it in the drink then. Um, and as you say, he, he just he's he was just playing fantastic golf, wasn't he? Um, he's when he when his putters on fire. It's very hard for anyone to keep up with him because his ball striking is so good that if he scores as well, he's um there's not many people who who can keep up with him. And uh, yeah, he, he's been through a lot, and you know, world number two now. He can look forward to having maybe a very, very good year. Um, he's going to be a man to look out for, for certain, at um, uh, all the majors. And as you, as you were mentioning there, well, I'm going to flip back to Lee Westwood, actually. Um, you are saying about how family and friends and all that, helping people on the course. Well, I think we should just quickly mention Lee Westwood's caddy, who's also, of course, his girlfriend, Helen Storey, who, well, she was kind of headlines as well, wasn't she, it's, this this week, uh, even Bryson mentioned her in the his press conference, saying that he thought that she was Westwood's secret weapon uh, because she just keeps him nice and relaxed on the course, and they just go out and play golf, don't they? Um, what do you, What do you think about her uh, influence on Westwood?
1: Yeah, it's clearly great. They uh, they're obviously oh sorry they're often seen having a laugh together. I love the fist pump on. Seventeen on Saturday. That was uh, very funny and and nice to see. And yeah, Westwood's clearly in in a fantastic spot in his life. He's happy. He's in love. He's seen his child grow up. Who's I don't know. He's a man now, isn't he? His son Sam. I guess he's caddying from on tour. He's sharing all his his wealth and all his traveling with his family. He's really fit as well. He's been on Peloton. He's in a fantastic shape in terms of body. Yeah, he's just um, content, I think, and and even not winning, I I don't think he's going to be too gutted. I mean, he's um, clearly going to be devastated deep down, but on the face of it, he's won $2.6 million over the last two weekends. He's back inside the world's top 20 for the first time since 2013, I think, and he's playing Augusta today and tomorrow with his son, so... He's winning at life right now, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's not bad, is it? <laughs> well, i we never take that, will not we? So um,
0: no, no, fair play. And let us and so say he's playing this week at the Honda, where he's actually top five there last year. So he could have a—he could have another good week ahead of him. Let's chat about a couple of other people. Um, and there was so many headlines from the players, but there's a couple of people we need to just probably uh, concentrate on. Rory McIlroy missed the cut by ten strokes, finishing at ten over par for thirty-six holes. Um, and he revealed he'd been chasing more speed after the manner of Bryson's U.S. Open win, which is surprising, isn't it? You know, it's amazing, this Bryson effect. Players are obviously really having a look at what Bryson's been doing, and it looks like Rory's been trying to get a bit more speed, and it does seem to have affected his game, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, I was really shocked by that. Uh, like, we know how good Rory is, to Green, he's perhaps behind dustin johnson the best driver of the ball for the last decade and yeah to, to get more distance is just absolute lunacy for for a guy like like rory it sounds like it's messed his swing up the last few weeks i've been quite annoyed to just hear him constantly talk about his swing and one day saying oh i'm getting it too inside the next day saying something else when his swing is is absolute perfection every time you look at it on camera Surely it's nothing to do with swing. It's what's going on in his mind. It's his wedges. I, I barely see him hit a wedge to a foot these days. It's always coming up really short, going long, right, left. So, um, yeah, Paul McGinley, I think, was quite harsh on Rory, but I think he was he was true. And he was just saying, look at DJ. DJ really works on his wedge game to get to the world number one spot. McIlroy le- needs to leave his driver alone. He needs to focus on getting the ball in the hole, working on his wedge game, his putting, his chipping, his mental game. Yeah, the only positive I would say is that I know how close he is with Justin Thomas. I think the two practiced together at the Bears club. I remember Rory last year or the year before saying JT and, and he are two of the hardest workers in golf. So hopefully we can see a little bump there and maybe Rory can take some inspiration from his good friend.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, isn't it weird that I, I when I first heard this, I was like, Rory, why don't you just, concentrating on your wedges. Then Paul McGinley said it on Sky. You, you've said it. I mean, everybody, anybody thinks that the way that Rory gets better at golf is his game within 100 yards. I think everybody thinks that, don't they? Yeah. And- and and Dustin Johnson has shown the blueprint of how to be successful and to win the Masters as well, and to be world number one. Which is he hits it bloody miles. His driving's brilliant. He doesn't need to muck about with that. He's got he he knows exactly what he's doing with his driver. The thing which is really taken his game to the absolute next level, which is the top level, is his wedge game. Everybody knows that. So what's going on, Rory? Why are you trying to hit it 380 yards like Bryson? <laughs> don't need to you hit it 320 330 as it is you don't need to it's just really surprising isn't it um it shows the effect bryson's had
1: hasn't it uh, <laughs> yeah Bry- bryson loved that i think he said he takes it as a bit of a compliment so yeah maybe that's a, a bit of um what's the word like a, a side effect of what he was uh, planning in, in improving himself and also uh, weakening his, his opposition yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's just,
0: I was really, really surprised to, to, to hear those comments. And, and you know, we, we're pretty open about everything. You know, he's brilliant in press conferences. He speaks his mind. You know, I don't, you know, he, he tells the truth. And, um, yeah, I just hope Rory gets his head back in the game because he's got the Masters is now three weeks away, four weeks away, whatever it is. And he's nowhere near, is he, at the moment? um well well up, he
1: is i mean he's yeah he's just had two bad rounds but he's still got one of the best golf swings in the world he's still one of the best players in the world when people go to their lowest they usually bounce back even more like i remember he, he missed the cut of port rush didn't he and then he he would have won the, the next week at the wgc fedex but basically had a, a really bad round uh playing with brooks kepker in the final round so yeah it's not a catastrophe or anything i think maybe this might even help him win the masters because it takes the pressure off or, or perhaps um lets him see golf in in a different light because yeah he's in a bit of a rut isn't he but it doesn't take very long for it to turn around no i mean look roy's i'm just looking at roy he's played
0: a lot this year as well isn't he he's obviously he's really trying very hard to, to find the form you know he's played so th- we've had 11 weeks of the season this year and he's played in seven of them. That's a lot for him, I would say. And he's played four four in a row as well, um, up to the players. I know he's not playing this week, um, but yeah, I just, I just, he needs a bit. He needs a big week, I think, ahead of the Masters. I just, I, otherwise, I think he's going to really struggle. I know we have got some big tournaments still, still to come, haven't we? Before the Masters, especially um, with the WGC, haven't we?
1: Yeah. Um... I think it's the texas open the week before as well but um i don't know if he needs to overthink things like he pulled up the irish open in 2019 for his preparation in the open and then he went and made an eight on the first hole at the open so maybe if he just doesn't overthink things maybe if he just turns up at augusta on wednesday morning plays nine holes <laughs> it's just he's not going to do but just keep his mind as free as possible because yeah, when his mind is free and when his mind is in the right place, he's pretty much unbeatable. So he just needs to somehow get back there.
0: I'd forgotten about that. You've just oh, that's a flashback. Rory <laughs> making an eight on that first hole. Oh, my Lord. Because, do you know what, that actually, Thursday afternoon, when I, t- I flicked on Sky watching the players because they had a huge amount of coverage. And I had money on Rory and I had money on Tony Finau. And uh, I saw Tony Finau make a double on the first hole that he played, which is ten, and then Roy did exactly the same. And I was like, oh, God, know, come on, get into the tournament give yourself a chance. so um now tricky, and I, yeah, you, you're right. he's got four there's four tournaments before the masters, which is slightly scary for lots of different reasons, mainly because of the amount of work I've got to do. but um, yeah, he needs to have a good match play, um I think, see if see if that can spark some some life into him. I think he needs to have a, a good tournament between now and, and the Masters to, to really have a
1: chance. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But um, Let's be honest. He's not winning the Masters, is he? He's shown nothing in the last six and a half years to, to show that he can win majors again, in my opinion. So, I, um, well, yeah. I don't agree
0: with that at all. I mean, come on. He's 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 been very close. He was in the final group in 2018 when I, when I was there. I don't know if I mentioned I was there in 2018. Uh, you know, he's done well in there. He's had chances. He just needs to find his game. He needs to have one of those amazing weeks. And um, whether he will get that, Augusta, with the amount of pressure on him with the Grand Slam and stuff, I don't know. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But talking of the Masters, and uh, who, of course, won the Masters last year, of course, Dustin Johnson. But Dustin Johnson announced that he is uh, yet again going to skip the Olympics this year. They cited the fact that the games are two weeks after the Open and one week before the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Do we think that there's going to be more players now pulling out, citing the same reasons that DJ has?
1: Uh, yeah, possibly. I saw Brooks Kepka pulled out of it last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls out again. Um, but hopefully it's just those two because... We heard Tiger say that he really wanted to play. Obviously, Tiger won't be playing, but um, we heard Rory as well say that he's going to play. So hopefully it's just just DJ and Kepka that are missing because, yeah, I was really, really disappointed to hear this, that he would prioritise the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational over the Olympics, which, realistically, he's only going to have one or two chances to play that in, in the rest of his career, or maybe three or four, I guess. He, he might be going for another 10 or 12 years. Yeah, it's just really sad to be honest that that golfers don't want to win Olympic medals. I mean, I know they didn't grow up dreaming of winning a medal, but neither did I. But I would still love to go and win an Olympic medal because it's just amazing. It's one of the best prizes in sport. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really disappointed to hear this. He was saying about travel as well. It's the same flight time from Florida that is to Saudi, where where he goes and and picks up a a million dollar uh, appearance fee or something. So. Yeah, really sad to hear that. Yeah, it is annoying,
0: especially when it's like the world number one as well. He's likely going to be world number one still when the Olympics is, comes around as well. And to not have the world number one there is, is disappointing. And there's not much else we could do, I, I think, other than just say we're disappointed. I mean, I hope, Yeah, you, know, you look, obviously there's lots of Americans in the top 10 in the world at the moment. The way that the rankings work out is that if you have more, so every every nationality pretty much, has two players who will will represent them, then they will be the top two in the world rankings. But if you have over two in the top 15, then all of those players, up to a maximum of four, can take part. So at the moment, if you're taking out Dustin Johnson, the four Americans would be Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Bryson DeChambeau, and Xander Schauffele. Now, we'd want Bryson at the Olympics, wouldn't
1: we? And for some reason, I think Bryson
0: would love that. Don't you?
1: yeah of course he would we need patrick reed there as well but um yeah it it still can be great i mean the course is going to be awesome the fans in japan if they're allowed on site which hopefully will be by then the fans are amazing i remember last time the zozo championship was held when tiger woods won it was brilliant the fans were like clapping after players were hitting in the trees and stuff because they were just so amazed by how far the, the ball was going and you didn't see as many smartphones as you did over in the States and, and everywhere else in the world. So it still could be really good. But if more players pull out, in the, especially in like the top 10, top 20 in the world rankings, men's professional golf in the Olympics just completely loses its credibility. And um, there needs to be a serious rethink because the women take it so seriously. It's going to be such a strong field again for, for the ladies, I would imagine. So hopefully the men don't let us down. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And just looking, you know, there's, there's a lot of Englishmen at the moment in the world's top 20. There's four in the world's top 20 at the moment. And there's actually, and that's Tommy Fleetwood's 22nd. So, you know, they've got a chance to push on these guys, to push on. If they can break into the world's top 15, which is very, you know, people, there's Fitzpatrick's 16th and Casey's 17th. Suddenly, there's actually a chance for more Brits than the two, then than we currently have that would also be there, which is also great. And that also helps if, if Rory playing in Ireland as well, for uh, for Ireland, actually gives someone else a chance, doesn't it? So um, it's, yeah, it's big opportunities. Westwood could make the Olympics. He's 90th <laughs> in the world at the moment. It's, what, a, what a year he could have. And I, Elliot, I, I said this to you earlier and you laughed at me, but I think at the moment Lee Westwood could well be sports personality of the year. Um, he's having just the most amazing year so far. I know we've got an awful long way to go, but let's let's look back on what he's done so so far in the last few months. He's won his... how Well, I, don't, I can't even remember what number it is, but he won a European Order of Merit, i.e. the race of Dubai, 20 years after he won his first one. He's finished second at the Players. He's going to play in a Ryder Cup at the age of 48, isn't he? Let's face it, he's going to be at the Ryder Cup, isn't he? Yeah. He could be at the Olympics. He could have... He's got four majors still to play in. He has a massive chance to have the, his best ever year of golf at the age of, you know, at the age of forty-eight. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, and he, if he, he, if he does, if he pulls something out of the bag, he's going to be Sports Personality of the Year. You mark my words.
1: Um, <laughs> no, no, the BBC don't care about golf. They don't really show any golf, and they don't care about it. So, um, Lewis Hamilton is, is going to get it for winning his eighth Formula One. I don't, I don't
0: think we should start comparing and contrasting other sports in this. I <laughs> you know if whatever your thoughts about the BBC's coverage of golf which is you know with you, I, you know I think it's very hard to 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 keep up the sky at the moment isn't it um but I think you know they, you know Westwood would be a very very popular he'd be he's one of them I think he's one of the most popular sports people around I think people because he's been around for so long people People are always very friendly towards him and always feel feel very positive about him, especially how well he's played for, for Europe in the Ryder Cup. So such a big year still for golf, isn't it? This is really making me exciting, making me excited. I think I've had too much coffee today. But you know, there's, just in the men's game, uh, you know, the women's game have got an amazing year as well. You know, they've got all their majors and the Solheim Cup and, and the Olympics are called cool for them as well. But for the men's game as well, they've got the four majors still, the Olympics, Ryder Cup. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, feel, I just feel so positive after after the lockdown and the bad winter weather and all this stuff and some, suddenly some finally something to look forward to.
1: Yeah, so on the BBC let's talk about some free terrestrial rights because uh, Mark Pugach tweeted the weekend about the rugby and um, 8 million people watched England versus France, 8.7 million people watched England versus Scotland, 8.1 million watched Wales, England. Um, so these are just huge numbers and if Westwood wants to win sports personality of the year, he's not going to win it playing behind a paywall in front of, I don't know how many people watched it the weekend, half a million or something. So golf is just missing out on that massive audience, isn't it? Yeah. And that's
0: why the Olympics is so important
1: because the Olympics yeah, exactly. yeah. on, will be on
0: free to view TV around the world. You know, most of the Olympics is not usually behind a paywall. I think they, they banned that. I think actually, I'm not sure, but um, you know, that, yeah, you know, when Justin, Ro- uh, Justin Rose won, Um, whenever it was 2016 seems a long time ago now um you know that actually that was big news people enjoying it another medal for team gb it's not just golf fans watching it it's sport fans watching it actually not even sports fans it's just people who who like to see the olympics um and that was very exciting when it was him stenson and matt kuchar who were who were in the medals you know three very strong golf names um doing very well so let's hope that um you know that we do get that as again this year because it's it would be brilliant wouldn't it justin rose he's he's going to struggle to even defend his gold medal at the moment he's 38th in the world he needs he needs a strong strong summer but he could he could still do that couldn't he one last point on the players as it was another fantastic week for our sponsor Tightlist. Not only did eventual winner Justin Thomas place his trust in the new Pro V1x golf ball to take his 14th PGA Tour title, but he also had a full bag of Titleist golf clubs. And he wasn't the only one. With Titleist topping the tournament equipment counts in the hybrid, utility iron, iron and wedge categories. Titleist was also the most played driver at TPC Sawgrass with 44 in play, 40 of which were the new TSi. In fact, there were 12 players in the field this past week that had a TSI driver in the bag without an agreement no wonder it is the most played driver model on the pj tour this season find out more about the range of Titleist TSI drivers at Titleist.co.uk so let's move on as you say masters is just three weeks away but we've got lots of golf still to come up and there was another tournament at the weekend on the European tour the Qatar masters uh Antoine Rosner hold a 60 footer on the final green to win his second european tour title if you're going to win a european tour title holding a 60 footer is probably up there with the best ways to do it frenchman won the golf in dubai championship in december and he's now up to 63rd in the world now i can't say that i watched so too much of this but it looked like a, a, a pretty exciting finish
1: yeah great finish. um Yeah, I didn't watch too much, but uh, I saw quite a lot of the action on Saturday, actually. and it looked really, really windy in Qatar. So, yeah, very tough conditions for the players and um, massive win for Rosner. I'm not sure if he's the top Frenchman in the world rankings now. I'll just check. But, yeah, up to 63rd is fantastic for a player who won back-to-back weeks on the Challenge Tour, I think, uh, a couple of years ago. And now he's won twice in the space of four months. He's... um, He's second in the um, world rankings in terms of France. So, yeah, he'll be playing the Olympics, I'd imagine. And so close to breaking in the top 50 and getting into the majors, which, um, yeah, would be massive for, for who is relatively unknown to especially US audiences, but but many Europeans as well. Yeah, I mean, Perez,
0: obviously, is, a, is is another Frenchman who's playing, playing very, very well. And actually, you start think about that that's a strong pairing isn't it for the olympics for the french um for the french team isn't it
1: yeah definitely R- roman langas won as well last year on the european tour we had him on the podcast as well last year really um really good player who's um still quite young as well so um perhaps we could see a little revolution of french golf from the, in the next few years because perez looks a phenomenal player and, and rosner clearly knows how to win golf tournaments which is um it's, it's great.
0: Yeah, Benjamin Hebert, which you always say better than I do, and Mike Lorenzo Vera as well. You know, some really strong French uh, golfers coming through. I mean, I, I know they were gutted that they didn't manage to get a French when I mean, at the uh, Ryder Cup when it was played at Le Golf National, but they've got a big chance of um, of having someone up here this year. Definitely. P- Perez is looking very strong, had a very strong finish at the players as well, didn't he? So um, that's exciting. And and, and those, those events the Qatar masters and things like that, you know, they're played. That was not an easy conditions there. Usually the wind gets up uh, on the coastline there, doesn't it? And it really does um, usually sort out the uh, week from the chaff, as it were, but it was a pretty decent result. Guido Migliosi, who's um, kind of defending champion this week as well for the magical Canyon open. He, he, again, he's another very um, talented youngster, isn't he? From Italy. Uh, and some I think, that they're desperate to get into the team when, uh, when the Ryder Cup goes to Italy.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We had a day with uh, Guido a few years ago, and I think he was only like 21 or 22 back then. And, and you could see what a great player he was. And he's won twice, hasn't he, on the European Tour. So continental Europe is probably not known for it. It's, it's brilliant golfers. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can make some inroads over the next few years. Because, yeah, yep. there's so much talent out there. That's it. And the other
0: person I was going to mention just quickly at the guitar, was that Dan Fitchart, who finished third. Now, he also had his wife as a caddy, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So another I, – I, I do wonder whether we're going to see more and more of this, you know, with uh, people, Fitchart and Westwood, having some success, having just a friendly – friendly face with them not someone who's probably going to get too much into club choice and all this but just someone who can who just keeps them relaxed on the for a for a round of golf i do wonder whether they're going to see more and more of this so um some interesting things to look out for and um as we say it was a it was a, it was good to have the european tour back and uh, another good tournament under their belt so moving forward and looking on to this weekend where on the pj tour we have the honda classic uh where the pj national once again hosts sung Im tamed the bear trap last year to win his maiden pj tour title and the defending champion is the highest ranked player in the field this week um english contingent including lee westwood ian poulter matt wallace tom lewis and luke donald are all playing and other big names include phil mickelson ricky fowler adam scott and henrik stenson some of those players needing to find some form going into the majors um but Honda Classic usually is a very very good week isn't it
1: yeah really good tournament I would say initially you'd probably be a little bit disappointed by the strength of field but with the WGC coming up with the players just just gone it's not really a surprise. but there are still some very big names who like you said are out of form and sometimes these are the most entertaining weeks like could you imagine if we had Ricky Fowler and Henrik Stenson going at it down the stretch or Mickelson or, or Westwood again in, in fantastic form so um, yeah the prospect of a really good week I love the course the bear trap is is awesome a bit like sawgrass actually with the water it really does test your ball striking um, disappointed not to see Kepka there this week obviously he's he's injured still I think this is in his hometown and he's he's basically played this event every year since he's been a pro so he's going to be gutted um, his brother's playing actually I think he's been invited so that's really good for him. Um, so, yeah, exciting week ahead. Yeah, and, and the
0: Europeans have had some success over the years here. Luke Donald um, won it in 2006. Harrington, of course, won it twice. Won it in 2005 and 2015. Rory won it in 2012. So, you know, it's a, another chance for maybe some of those Europeans that we've already mentioned to have a good week. Not all of them had a good week, did they? And... Um, ian poulter's i don't know if you, had, you saw ian poulter's video after the round on 15 where he's having
1: <laughs> lunch with who's having lunch with rory uh Tyrrell hatton and, and Stenson had just left at 28 over par yeah and he called them a bunch of muppets yeah
0: so they, yeah they didn't have their best week last week and i think they were all they were all drowning their sorrows um uh, at the lunch or well, eating away their sorrows but um yeah, it's um, it should be a good week. Should be some exciting golf. So who do you, who do you fancy? Who do you think is going to do well? Uh,
1: well, it could be a, a complete random week for for the likes of Fowler or, or Stenson, who haven't really showed form. But I would have to go for for the form horses. So, um, likes of Doug Gim played really well last week. Brian Harmon played really well as well. Um, last year, Mackenzie Hughes was runner up. So. Perhaps he could go on and win. Yeah, there's a lot. i really struggled to pick this, actually. I've I've still got to to properly take a a real look at the betting odds and and the form and um, get an article up on the website tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so Mackenzie Hughes, if he's second last year, the odds are now up um Elliot, just so you know uh, when we when we started the podcast the odds hadn't been released but they have just been released and uh, Mackenzie Hughes is 60 to 1 but favorites are Daniel Berger's 12 to 1 i think Daniel Berger's actually uh, going to be quite a strong favorite uh, he was second there um a couple of uh years ago i think he was second he lost to i think to Harrington in the playoff sum jm you get to him about 14 to 1 westwood he can't, he, he's top five there last year, 18 to one. So I think they're, they're some good uh, good names. But Ricky Fowler, let's talk about Ricky Fowler. I talk about him every week because I'm a big Ricky Fowler fan. He has won there. He was also runner-up um, a couple of years ago. He's 45 to one. Still seems to be struggling with his swing and his game, doesn't he? But this could be somewhere where he does, you know, he's had a lot of success in the past. This could be some somewhere where he does. it does really ignite his game.
1: Yeah, or completely destroy it. Uh, probably not the place where you want to go when you're not completely on your game. But, yeah, I don't know what's been going on with Ricky Fowler, to be honest. I'm quite surprised to see him as, as low as 45 to 1. I would have thought he'd be more like 80 or 100. So, yeah, it's um, it's been a shame watching him over the last few years. Obviously, like, I've, I might have referred to him as overrated before or something like that, but he's a fantastic character. I do love him. It's going to be disappointing if if he doesn't make the Ryder Cup team, which it doesn't look like he will. But, uh, yeah, we know how good a player he is and hopefully he can get it back.
0: Yeah, and one other person who um, I'm going to quickly mention is uh, Rory Sabatini, (laughs) who who, who hit the headlines at the weekend because he nearly got taken out by Jordan Spieth, who uh, didn't realise he was down the fairway and clattered in some trees above a... Roy Sabatini's head but when Roy Sabatini was representing South Africa in 2011 he won there um so what do you reckon Sabatini got a chance yeah
1: of course he has he's um had a bit of a resurgence a resurgence over the past few years and as a Slovakian he's uh, probably got the Ryder Cup in mind so um yeah it would be good to see him back in it because although it's been a long time since he was up there. I think he's been as high as eighth in the world before. He, he is a big name and we don't really hear from him much anymore, but if he did win, I'm sure it'd be really good to, to take a deep dive into his story and, and how the last sort of decades been going for him. So I'm sure, I'm sure he's had some, some very funny quips to say and, and some fascinating stories. He said
0: one top 10 this year from seven events, but also four missed cuts. And he finished 67th at players so i'm not saying he's in the best form but he's 100 to one uh as you say slovakian he's got a chance to make the olympics i don't know who the second best slovakian golfer is any any ideas
1: uh it'd probably be me tomorrow when i get my slovakian citizenship <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah so uh he's got a chance i think he's got to do um i think you've got to fit you've got to be in the top six in the world haven't you that right to get into the olympics
1: no, I don't think so. Um, doesn't, doesn't one of your players have to be in the top sixty? Have I made that up? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to come back on that. I think.
0: Yeah, I think he's he could do with a good he could do with a good performance though. Either way, and um, if you're looking for an outside bet, I don't reckon that's a, that's a. That's an awful one, especially he did make the cut last week. And he is a hundred to one, as I said. So that's a that's a nice price. But I'm sure if you really are interested in the betting tips for this week, for Honda Classic, do go to the Golf Monthly website, GolfMonthly.com, or check out our social media at Golf Monthly on Twitter, or Instagram, or Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook, and you'll see the tips there. We do have one more tournament to talk about, and that is the Magical Kenya Open, one of the best named tournaments on the calendar. Uh, Being played at Karen CC in Nairobi. Guido Migliosi won the inaugural tournament in 2019 and plays it again this week. Who have we spotted from this field? Which is going to be tricky because there's a lot of random names there. Anyone that has stood out for you, though?
1: You'd have to go for Guido as defending champion. Uh, Played really well last week. I tipped Kitayama last week, who actually played fairly well and he's uh, one of the favorites again this week so would love to see him get another title um jamie donaldson played well as well the uh the Ryder cup winning jamie donaldson so yeah it'd be good to see him get back in the winner's circle as well yeah and there's some
0: uh, some decent looking odds actually to be honest with you guido's um 33 to 1 at the moment which i think is a bit long as he was second last week and he's defending champion so i'd I'd put him in if I do. Sam Horsfield as well. Been playing well. 33 to one. Uh, Dan Fitchart, we've already mentioned, played very well last week. 45 to one. Um, Adrian Otegu. Recent winner. 50 to one. So there's some decent, decent numbers up there. But, person who, I'm going to make you say his full name. Jazz. Oh, Jazz Jane Watanand. Thank you. Uh, He's 60 to one as well. And very good golfer. And, um, there seems to be some decent prices out there. So, again, do check out our betting tips for the magical Kenya Open on the Golf Monthly website, golfmonthly.com. Of course, Google it as well, and you'll find our tips via that search engine or any other search engine that you might like use.
1: Um, um, also, sorry, just wanted to get this in there. Gavin Green at 100 to 1. I'm um, a bit of a Gavin Green aficionado, as I don't know if you know that, but a phenomenal Malaysian golfer who has had success – Throughout his entire career, been a massive winner um, over in Malaysia. Played in the Malaysian Open at the age of 11, I think. So a fantastic story. If you Google things you didn't know about Gavin Green, I would really recommend you reading that. And he still hasn't won on the European tour yet. I've been saying it for years. So (laughs) hopefully this will be the year that Gavin Green finally wins. Um, First heard of him at the 2016 Olympics, actually. Brilliant.
0: So just looking at his results for this year, Elliot, he's uh, played in four events he's missed the cup three times and finished 71st at the dubai desert classic
1: but hey, what's going on
0: but well i think it's probably just half him to get a tea time but um he uh, yeah it looks like he needs to do a bit of work in the game but i'd like the i like the sound of that we'll uh, we'll go with it we'll go with it and um, as you say he's a, he's still young and um, got a, a lot of promise absolutely so to find out if gavin green does win the magical kenya open and if someone like Lee Westwood wins a Honda Classic. That'd be a good double, by the way. Do come back to the podcast next week, where we're also excitingly next week, we will be uh, predicting our Ryder Cup teams, won't we?
1: Yeah, six months to go till Whistling Straits uh, in about a week and a half. So yeah, let's get our thinking caps on. <laughs> yep. And we'll probably look back at
0: the European teams that we predicted, actually both teams, we predicted whenever it was.
1: That must be 18 months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I, I think Victor Hovland was on my team, and I <laughs> he think was. I, left, I correctly left Tiger Woods out as well. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, do, you definitely had Hovland, and that looks nailed on. So, um, yeah, do tune in next week where you'll find out uh, all the reaction from the uh, weekend's events and also hear our predictions on who we think is going to make the Ryder Cup team, uh, which comes at the end of September. Elliot, thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks as always, Tom. Brilliant. And uh, thanks of course for all our listeners do keep in touch with us our social media and website and until next week we'll speak to you then